0: I get to answer a question that has been asked several times in which how do you properly gather women and still allow them to share their hearts, making sure that as they share, it's a safe place and in that they still leave being pointed back to the father. How does that happen and how is it that you cause them to leave empowered with hope. Well, that's what's coming up next on today's Flipping the Script Monday. Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful that you are joining me on today's Flipping the Script Monday. Now, this show, if this is your first time joining me, it is all about shifting perspective, or as I would call, flipping the script. Not just seeing with an optimistic attitude, but seeing everything with abundance. No longer making decisions from a place of lack, but now seeing everything from the place of abundance. So if you haven't yet already, thank you for subscribing to my YouTube channel and my podcast. And more than anything, your reviews, your comments, your feedback is so helpful. And with the reviews, It causes us to have a greater reach. So how do you properly gather? Well, first of all, you want to make sure you set the standards of even your invitation. So when you send out an invite, whether it's through a text or maybe through an email in person, that you set the expectations of before you come be expectant, not of what the night's going to bring, but of what God is going to do that night, that they would have an expectant heart of him. And that in that, this is how to be expectant. Praise him and thank him for all that he has done. So in the gathering, before they even gather, there is an invitation And so even in the invitation, it's so important to be intentional and that when you do invite them, whether it's in person or through a text or even through a message, that it is so evident of why we are gathering together. Now, your gathering may be um, something that's really casual, whereas something like mine, I have a life group and it's called Daughters of the King. And the whole purpose of Daughters of the King is to reveal God's royalty in the midst of peasantry. In other words, revealing God's kingdom as his daughters in this world. How? By being kind to the unkind. By seeing even our workplace, our homes as a mission field. Because when we go in with intention and with intentionality, things change. Our perspective shifts. So with that, with the invitation, as you gather women, just be so real and say, look, all of us have a responsibility and we are all going to have an expectation of the Father. That I don't want you to have an expectation of what the night will bring. Because all of us have our own perspective of what a gathering is going to look like or feel like. Based on most of the time, past experiences. And so we want to make sure we get all of that out of the way and in the invite that we just say, be expectant of the Father. And this is how you can do that. Before you come, just be praising Him and thanking Him for all that He is and all that He has done. And then suddenly their awareness before even walking in the door is being expectant of His Spirit not only to be present because he's always present with us, but that we would be so aware of his presence. And in doing so, you create this, I don't even like to say create, but you foster an environment in which they know that they have a responsibility in getting to refresh others because there's a promise in Proverbs 11.25, it says those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So as we refresh and encourage others, it's automatically by default taking place in our own lives by the Spirit of God. And I just love that. It's a lot of giving. Well, in that, when... You fellowship like we do. When we fellowship, we fellowship for a good 30 to 40 minutes depending on, you know, how many people are showing up, and then we immediately gather everybody in one particular room, and as we gather, we pray, and we just say, Father, we want you to be a part of every single moment of our conversations tonight whether it is with testimonies or that we are so mindful, God, of you. And in that, we'll be mindful of others. We'll be considerate of others when we're mindful of him. And then as after we pray, then I just say, listen, ladies, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your night or out of your day to come Here, You could be anywhere, but you decided to be here tonight with all of us. And so with that, I want you to know that this is a safe place. This is a safe place for you to gather. This is a safe place for you to share whatever is on your heart, your testimony, your story, maybe what you're going through right now. And I want you to know that this is a safe place to where each of us in this room We can honestly say that we will not share anything that we've heard today with anyone. And with that, I also want you to know that this is, because it's a safe place for you to share your heart, this is not a safe place for gossip. This is not a safe place for bashing husbands or children. But this is a place of honor. Because we are going to be so aware of the presence of God. And as we do that, what happens is you are now being so mindful of the anointing of God. Because see, this is what the anointing does. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. The anointing is what we need. The anointing is what sets the atmosphere. You and I do not set an atmosphere. You and I, when we say, Lord, we declare that your anointing is what sets the atmosphere. And we will do everything to make sure that it is maintained by keeping our sights on you. And so now when women begin to share Those really hard moments, or maybe even sharing testimonies, that we rejoice with those who rejoice and we mourn with those who mourn. Now, here's the key sometimes you'll find where you're in a group and people just begin to share everything. And they share how someone annoyed them, how they can't stand this, they can't stand that. Oh my gosh, they had such an awful day with customer service. I mean, you could list all of the potential things that could be talked about in a negative light. Here's another key thing to remember. If you are going to do what's called an icebreaker, where you're asking a question, make sure That as you ask the question, that it's not a question that's going to lead people to automatically go into the negative. For instance, here's a question that can suck the life out of people. What is your biggest pet peeve? Well, obviously, what's going to happen when you ask that question? It's a trigger question. You immediately bring to mind in them who just ticked them off why it ticked them off, and why it's such a pet peeve. So in that, it's wise to know what questions should I ask that would actually stir refreshment and encouragement to everyone here. Obviously, we don't want to suppress things because as the ugly stuff comes out, it's just the impurities. It's the stuff that God's wanting to highlight so that they can get it out of them. And He can replace it with who He is. So we don't want to be scared either of those things because that's deliverance can be taking place in that moment. And again, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. So it's just like when you pop a pimple, the infection has to come out for there to be healing. And so often we try to suppress those things that are being shared because it just, it, it feels like too much. However, when we set the precedence, God, you have your way. Thank you, Lord, that you clean up any messes because we don't want anyone to leave here with vomit all over them. We want them to leave with hope in you, not just hope for the future, but hope in you who holds the future. So with that, when we gather women, or even men, that we make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to cover each moment before anyone leaves. Because again, it would be as though we're in surgery, we get cut open, the wound is exposed, but then the surgeon pulls the pulls all the infection out, but doesn't suture us back up. We do not want people leaving opened up to even more infection. What we want to do is say, okay, Holy Spirit, thank you that I'll just say a name. Thank you, Lord, that Marjorie, that she shared tonight, And Father, I ask you to go back into those places that were once broken. And Father, you go back to those moments, those places. In Jesus' name, and you make her whole again. In the name of Jesus. And in that, we cover the facts now with the truth of God. So, if for instance, someone has struggled with alcohol... And they have confessed that they're an alcoholic. Or maybe they confess that they have ADD. Or maybe they confess that they have ADHD. Or maybe they confess that they have bipolar. Or maybe they confess that they have depression. Or So what we say is, okay, that's what's been diagnosed over you. And yes, you may be taking medication. And yes, you may be going to therapy. And that's good. And now what we declare in Jesus' name Is the truth that as you walk out the process of your healing, I'm going to speak truth over you that you are a daughter of the Most High God, that you are not your diagnosis, that you are not your struggle, you are not an alcoholic, you are a daughter of the Most High God. That has struggled with alcohol. But now the Christ in you. Is now the one. Who alcohol has to struggle with. In the name of Jesus. You are not a drug addict. You are a daughter. You are a son. Of the most high God. You were created for signs. For wonders and miracles. You are a masterpiece. You are not a mistake. No matter how you were conceived, you were fearfully and wonderfully made by Almighty God. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. You are above and not beneath your circumstances. You are the head and not the tail in the name of Jesus. You are the lender no longer the borrower. You are not an addict. The only thing you are is an addict after God. That you are one who is the apple of his eye. And this is what we get to do, you all, in these gatherings. Is we get to speak truth to the facts. So that as the women leave, or as the men leave your group, They are not leaving more hopeless and more defeated, but they are leaving more empowered, more filled with hope, not just in their circumstances and in who they are, but in who he is. Because the only way they and us are going to get to know who we really are is when we get to know who he really is. As we get to know who our father is, in that relationship, as we are intimate with Him, our identity comes alive in us. Thank you so much again for your time in tuning in to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann on this Flipping the Script Monday. Remember what this show is all about, bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. And be sure to go and subscribe, write a review, and if you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and family.